blast from the past? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the little lady from Pasadena. Do you remember that cartoon? Oh, no. Um, no. What cartoon, oh, man? Little Deuce Coop. Don't, it was like a it was like a skunk or a chipmunk. All right. A cartoon chipmunk, and she was driving that car. It was like a T-bird, like a convertible. <laughs> she lived in a tree. Uh, yeah, maybe like Chip and Dale's kind of situation. Uh, or Chip and Dale, man, you really are gay, huh? That's right. Well, three quarters, folks. We're out that <laughs> closet. Watch out now. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look this up here. You don't remember that one? No. Um, you're. I'm drawing a blank on this one. The I, again, I went to Chippendales. Uh, Chippendale was the um, not the fellas who like to dance, but uh, you don't remember the cartoon Chippendales? Uh, rescue. They were rescue chipmunks, I think, or something like that. Oh, it was Chippendale, but it was Clarice. Oh, so I was right. Yeah. Oh, who's who's the gay fella now, my man? <laughs> oh no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay, I can't I can't tell you. Wow. But yeah. uh, the reason I thought of that song was so dude. funny. Yeah, I would like to know where this came from because I love the Beach Boys. Uh, dude, Nona is now a criminal. Oh, we have a grandma who has been pulled over? Yes! 83 years old, decided to turn, <laughs> turn to the dark side. Wow. Yeah. How fast are we talking here? 35 in a 20. Wow. i 36 in a 20. Despicable. So funny, though. <laughs> not even pulled over, not even a cop fucking camera ticket so it doesn't even go on the record yeah do you have to pay those or can you just forget about it no you have to pay him i think this should be illegal the camera ticketing if you didn't catch me if a cop didn't catch me shouldn't be legal well that's what's killing me about this ticket first of all it's 35 dollars so it's just like okay you just want my fucking money yes and you you can contest it but by the time the court date comes, it's too late. It's like this whole weird thing where like you, you have to pay it. You just have to pay. They just want you to pay. You know? It doesn't hurt you at all, so just pay the money. They need the money. <laughs> and uh, what, what kills me is she's been driving for 50 years. No tickets. Wow. No tickets. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. And then this fucking camera, like you know what I mean? Hey, Come be on. Beware. Clearly. Beware the rise of the AI, folks, and the computer technology. The digital age upon us now is, is going to uh, be the worst thing we've ever seen. I, I, I'm telling you, man, like, we don't want a planet. We don't want to live in a place where AI computer systems are controlling cameras, which are on every intersection, documenting every move we make, and then ticketing us for it. It's scary, man. Think about 50 years. Come on. Right? And now all of a she sudden... She knows how to drive. We don't need these cameras. No. Uh, that, that movie Eagle Eye is getting scarier and scarier. <laughs> uh, refresh me a little bit on the Eagle Eye. Who was in this uh, Eagle Eye? Uh, is that guy I could never say his name? Is it the Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. I had a feeling <laughs> this was a Shia LaBeouf vehicle. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a fan of the Shia LaBeouf. He gets a, he gets a lot of crap. Where like the computer like tries to uh, exterminate all the leaders of America with so, its like bomb, and it like sets up all this <laughs> like you know what I mean. It literally right. like blackmails people into doing things for it. Wow, kind of like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> and, and whatever agency he was a part of. Yeah, well, many. Many, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, dude, I never saw Eagle Eye. That sounds kind of cool. I mean, you know, I, I think we're probably there. They're really warning us about the AI. They keep saying it's going to, like, destroy us all at some point. Yeah, which means it's already too late. You think it's in the process of destroying us? Yeah. I think the AI is maybe what brought upon the woke movement. It was like some sort of AI bug that infiltrated our systems. No, I, I do, I'm, I'm fully in. I do think that was like China and Russia. Yes, it absolutely <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was just some foreign country that was like, this was a great way to attack a whole generation. I mean, this whole thing with the Harvard... Uh, uh, we, we haven't really touched it much. Um, yeah, they tried to remove the three ladies who are presidents of the various, insti- uh, you know, Ivy League places and the Harvard lady. Uh, they say they're fighting for the, free speech, right? Dude, he, here's <laughs> how the Democrats get you. The president of Harvard refuses to condemn students calling for the genocide of Jews. Right. That's right. Okay. All right. Whatever. I could chalk that up to a right-wing conspiracy. Whatever. Fine. I don't even care. Harvard introduced a new course that's all about Taylor Swift lyrics. Yes. And it's taught by a tranny. It's very important. (sighs) Okay. That by itself, I could just chalk that up to a right-wing. They're so worried about the tranny teacher. Whatever. Harvard <laughs> has a professor teaching political science that is the failed mayor of Chicago, the only mayor to not win elect- re-election, Lori Lightfoot. Yeah. She's, uh, okay, she's I guess maybe on itself, I could just overlook that they just they randomly gave this woman a job teaching polit- politics to, the, to at the most elite college, even though she was arguably one of the worst mayors Chicago ever had. Well, a lot of places are short-staffed. Good help is hard to find in the uh, Joe Biden Bidenomics. Exactly. Okay, so that one, I could let it slide, I guess. But now we're three in. You know what I mean? These are three kind of strikes against you. That's Uh, right. And then one of the teachers teaching communication is Brian Stelter at Harvard. Oh, yeah. And you put all that together, and you're like, wait a minute. This kind of seems like a cesspool of, of anti-Semitic woke bullshit. You know what I mean? There's something going on there. I mean, if I'm to understand Alex Jones correctly, Brian Stelter is the spawn of Satan. So, you know, there's a Probably lot right. of stuff going on there. And have you seen pictures of Lori Lightfoot? There's some spawn of Satan going on there. You know, there's something happening, right? So, I mean, I feel like... Uh... Oh, maybe they're like the gatekeeper and the key master. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to turn into two dog people. <laughs> Dude, uh, a new Ghostbuster coming out in March. I saw the trailer today. 
Oh, really? Yeah, that from the guys who made the Afterlife, and uh, they're bringing back the old dudes, and um, they're in New York City. Oh my god, I'm so surprised they're not doing another reboot of the Four Women. <laughs> yeah, Leslie Jones is waiting <laughs> by the phone as we speak <laughs> for the for the sequel. You better wait sitting down there, Lord. Uh, whatever your name is, <laughs> it's unbelievable that. Years later, she comes out with that book blaming people for being racist and sexist instead of just owning up to the fact that it was a shitty movie. Yeah. That's the problem they all have. That's why Disney's... Dude, they lost like a billion dollars on four <laughs> movies. Did you see that? Yeah, it's horrible, dude. <laughs> what? How are you guys still a company? Who is buying Disney stock? That's what I want to know. Well, maybe now's the time to buy. Oh, you think it's going to further decline? Yeah, well, actually, as far as stocks go, dude, we're in a lot of trouble. You see what they fucking announced with the interest rates? Well, I just saw that when they did announce that st- uh, stocks skyrocketed, and every- skyrocketed. everyone had a field date today. I-, I love checking in daily on CNBC. Their uh, main page, There's a there's two pictures on the page. It's the dude with his fists in the air celebrating, or it's the dude with his hand in, or his with his face in his hands, like crying. You know, it's like one or the <laughs> it's one or the other. That's the picture every day on that site. It's fantastic. So that's how you know. You don't even have to look at the numbers. If you just look at the picture, if the guy's fists are in the air, it was a good day in the in the stock exchange. Uh, if his hands are covering his eyes, uh, it was a bad day. Good day. Terrible future, though. I, I, they're already announcing they're going to lower the interest rates next year, dude. I guarantee you, they're they're just gonna they're just gonna boost the stock market, make everybody feel good for twenty twenty four until the election comes, and then the pain is going to be so much worse after the election. Yeah, and it's gonna work. <laughs> All these fools are gonna vote for Joe Biden. It's gonna work. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's. There's a lot of weird stuff going on economically. I keep reading all the time, especially lately, where like jobs are up and people are working, man, and they're making money. But you know, people seem overworked and unhappy. You know, and people seem like they're. It, it, it maybe appears to be that the jobs are up, but maybe mostly people are getting second jobs to survive in the economy that we're in. Could be. Kind of feels that way. Right? Yeah, I don't know. But but either way, dude, they're gonna boost. They're gonna do everything they can to boost the economy to make everybody feel good next year, so that Joe Biden wins again, and then we're fucked. I totally agree. I I definitely think that's what's gonna happen here. They're and or Alex Jones and company keep saying they're gonna do some sort of blackout, and <laughs> there's gonna be no election, right? So either they're gonna like stoke the economy so Joe Biden looks good, uh, so he wins. Or they can send out their 10,000 mules where my D- Dinesh is at out there. <laughs> All right? Give me my Dineshes. Um, You know, they'll send out the mules, stuff the ballots. Joe Biden wins because of the healthy economy. And then everything tanks. And it doesn't matter, right? Because he's in his second term. Uh, or it might not even be Joe. It could be Gavin. Mr. Woke equals black. <laughs> I don't know. That was a rough clip. <laughs> <laughs> But who cares, Mike? We don't have time to worry about what's happening with the economy. 
Uh, it was Taylor Swift's birthday this week. Did you see all the celebrities who went to her birthday bash, man? Well, she was person of the year, so I'm sure a lot of people because she affected everybody in the in the world. It was she this was year, she so. was very popular. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of celebrities showed up this year. Uh, I was very from happy. around the world, probably. probably. <laughs> she was the she was person of the year. I, I, Most influential in the world. She has a lot of fans in Darfur, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of friends. A lot of Bosnians showed up to this fucking funeral or uh, party. Oh man, uh, <laughs> I wanted to say. Um, and speaking of being distracted by bullshit like Taylor Swift, uh, did you see the video of LeBron at his son's game? Oh yeah, yeah. During the national anthem. During the national anthem. What, what a piece of garbage! What a piece of garbage! I was actually I had to watch it a couple times. I I was in disbelief. Like I I, I mean he like he almost pushed people out of the way <laughs> who, who who were standing there giving uh, you know with their hands to the flag with their hands over their hearts singing the anthem. He's like. He like almost pushed him out of the way. He did. He put. I, I, he like nudges a few aside so he could, you know, have his space. How it's- dare you honor that flag? King James is here. <laughs> Where is my throne? Why is this seat not six inches taller? <laughs> it's an it's insane. Who the? Who do you think you are? I, LeBron. You of all people. Should love this country. You should be the standing on your chair, tallest amongst all, praising God for this country, man. A lot of black men in other countries become billionaires for throwing a ball in a hoop. <laughs> Where are your ancestors from? A lot of, uh, you know, he doesn't know economic LeBron, mobility there. I still think LeBron was made by the. But the alphabet agencies created in some sort of lab somewhere. Yeah, he was a lab baby. He was our lab baby in response to Yao Ming. Yes, that's right. We countered Yao Ming with LeBron James. <laughs> uh, sir, they're going to know we stole their technology. Make him black. <laughs> yes, man. It'll be great. Newsom will love him. <laughs> he loves the woke. All right. <laughs> oh man. Well, that um, was insane, though. I, I I don't know where people get off. Like, just that's just so disrespectful. It's a it's a the, really to wild the whole clip, country. Man. Well, LeBron, too. You're one of the. You're at your son's college game. You are the most watched human being in that room right now. So you're influencing a, a lot of young people there, right? And that's how... Not, not only the opportunities that you've had, and then look at all the opportunities your children are having. Yeah. What a great country. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I was honestly flabbergasted watching this clip. The, the utter... This country is so racist that me as a black man made a billion dollars, and now I got to sit here. And watch my son on a court that thousands of people are watching. (laughs) Well, he only watched Bronny play for 16 minutes off the bench. 
They all talked about it all over the news. We may didn't we clip it? Might even talked about it a little bit. Uh, he he's um he can't play. He's had a heart attack, man. Sixty minutes, not not bad. Four minutes a quarter. Not bad. He's off the Good bench, move. and I'm just saying. Rotate him in. Well, yeah, they have to because LeBron's there to see him play. Yeah, that's a. I mean, you really think his heart is good? They're, no, they're, I they're don't. Claiming that no. these people are getting full recoveries. That is no, no. There's not going to be excess term. <laughs> excess mortality is through the roof, all over the Western world. Uh, the heart attacks, the strokes are skyrocketing. How did Matthew Perry die again? Oh, he drowned. Yeah, but we don't know why, time. Frank. We don't know why. Right. <laughs> You're right. And unfortunately, Mike, in this day and age. Because we're so divisive, and because we're always cheering for our sides, we tend to place the blame for a lot of things on people who are just trying to do the right thing. Which is why I came across a bit of an interview that I thought you would really enjoy about a guy just trying to, you know, talk about how he's, he's in the middle, right? He's not a guy, he's not into the extremes, you know what I'm saying? And uh, this is from... Uh, it's Several days ago, maybe even a week or so. Uh, but this is Tony Fauci. <laughs> Ooh, you got a Fauci clip? I have a, I have a fresh-ish. He came out of retirement? Fauci clip. The BBC did a little interview with him, and um, I did a little uh. snip in here and there. There was one part, so there was a That's part. because he thought it stood for Big Beagles Club. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dude, wait till you hear this clip. Uh, it was going and uh, it was making the rounds over on the X, formerly known as Don't Twitter. Don't say it, no! Yeah, I did it. Uh, it was making the rounds because a lot of people on the right were really taken aback by a part where he discusses his religion, which I, I have in here. It's funny. Uh, and I understand why it was very popular. But later in the interview, he discusses kind of the extremes and how people were either on Team Fauci. Remember the Fauci fanatics, right? Mm. The people are getting their boosters. Get your boost. So uh, I got Fauci here. He's talking religion. He's talking, uh, you know, his team versus the other team, the uh, divisiveness of America, and how he's just a guy, you know, trying to do the right thing. Do you, no. you don't practice no. anymore, do you? I don't. No. Why? Ah, uh, a number of complicated reasons. Go on. <laughs> we have a whole corridor. <laughs> By the way, this isn't Mike doing an impression of Fauci. Uh, this is <laughs> Fauci. That is such an evil laugh. He's he is the most evil man in the history of the world. Tony Fauci. <laughs> Listen to this guy. He's so evil. <laughs> practice anymore well when you kill for a living <laughs> it takes all the fun out of it you know <laughs> i just want to do it in my own time in my garage <laughs> one hobby one beagle at a time <laughs> get out of here this kills me this whole oh my god this guy
First of all, I, I think my own personal ethics on life are, I think, enough to keep me going on the right path. Yeah, Fauci's ethics, folks. You know, the guy who tortures mm. beagles and uh, killed orphans with experimental vaccines. Frank, it's ethics. You only <laughs> kill the gays and the grandmas. You know? Those we won't miss. The gays and the grandmas. And I think that the, there are enough negative aspects about the organizational church. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I like how he's well doing this, of. like, soft Oh, they're walking through this corridor, and uh, he's... I used to be Tony Fauci. Double mask! <laughs> Double mask! <laughs> now, now I'm in retirement. People, people are still attacking me. I know I killed your grandma, but that was yesterday, Tony. That was a yesterday, Tony. <laughs> I love that, like, soft whisper. Well, right now they're walking down this corridor, and he notices out the window in the midst of the interview <laughs> a church that him and his wife got married at, and he goes, this is what me and Martha got married at, you know? And, like, uh, and that's why they start talking about religion, man. <laughs> I, I had this to condense gold. it. I had to condense it for the show because he, he spills some, some other gems here. Love you and half the country seems to loathe you. There doesn't seem to be much. Oh, here. I, I, I cut it a little bit. Here we go. Very well aware of. Half the country seems to love you and half the country seems to loathe you. There doesn't seem to be much in between. And I'm sure the numbers are not like that. Maybe it's, you know, 80% one way or 20% the other way. But the volume of the rhetoric on both sides... Right is indicative of the kind of figure that you have become. Yeah. And how did, it, how did it happen that a public... Do you hear him? He's like, yeah. He's got yeah, it <laughs> right with the 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, like, uh, he's like the Mr. Rogers Tony Fauci you now. It's incredible. He's very soft. <laughs> very soft-spoken. He's wearing a sweater, too. He's got, like, the, you know, the collared shirt under the sweater. <laughs> he's like... Yeah. You mind if I put my house slippers on for this? <laughs> I feel a little more comfortable. You imagine his slippers are two little beagles, right? <laughs> just, just the faces. You put your feet in the mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrap the ears around the ankles. Keeps them warm. Health official becomes the recipient of so much yeah. divisiveness. I don't know precisely, but it... I believe it's the fact that the divisiveness generally throughout the world, but very profoundly in the United States, anyone who observes what's going on here in the United States realizes that we're living in, a, in an era of profound divisiveness. But I was really the person that articulated to the general public, the United States public, and then ultimately the global public, about what was going on and what needed to be done or not. I, I don't like the extremes. It, it is not realistic that donuts are made with my face on them, that, you know, candles with my picture on them, voting is the that sexiest. Almost as that's almost weird? That is weird, and that's not positive. <laughs> so I, I'm in a situation. She cut him off while he was about to brag about being voted sexiest. Sexiest I'm glad you caught that. I was waiting for you to say something. Holy no, wait, no. Shit. It's, it's, she's gonna bring it back up, dude. No, he loves it. Dude, he loves it. Dude. What the fuck? 
Dude, he's obsessed with himself. Remember the picture of him in his office? He's got the pillow of himself on the... And he's got pictures of himself everywhere. He just... He's a narcissist, man. This guy's just crazy. The candles with my picture. <laughs> he's, he's just describing items in his office, actually. He's got a candle with, you know, that's his face. Being voted sexiest doctor. <laughs> this is not why I went into the business. <laughs> I'm in it for the killing. I mean, the money. <laughs> well, definitely the money. He's the highest paid bureaucrat in D.C. So, he, you know, he's yeah, not Yeah, I think doing he gets the most pension of anybody. Like, he's got the highest pension or uh, retirement. He makes more money than anybody working in Washington, D.C. He's the richest man. Dude, this is a gem of a clip. Holy shit. And hold on. It's really funny that you disappear. You, you literally killed a bunch of people with your vaccine that you tried to force <laughs> us all to take. And then, and, then you, and then Rand Paul asked you a couple tough questions. You decided to retire. Disappeared. Now you're subpoenaed and forced to come, <laughs> come, come face Rand Paul, who doesn't know what he's talking about. And you... You gotta come face him in January. Here we are, December 14th, out of nowhere. You're doing a soft interview with the BBC. Oh yeah. Man. It's a gem. Oh, and you're not and you're not a politician? Excuse me. Uh Ron DeSantis, take notes from Dr. Fauci <laughs> on how to run a campaign. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, he nailed it on this one, man. I love this. It's a 20-minute interview from what I saw. It was Dude, we're going to get nothing but pieces like this now. It's going to be great. He's going to be on uh, Democracy Now. He's going to oh, go yeah. on. I'm telling you, we're, he's going to do the rounds. He'll do a 60-minute in-depth piece, right? He, he's gonna, he'll be all over. You're right on the money. Uh, yeah, he's got a little bit more here. This is great stuff. And that's not positive. <laughs> so I, I'm in a situation where I'm a moderate type of a person, and you have the extremes of, of just over-the-top adulation. Moderate? And then you have ex- yeah, he's moderate. He's in the middle. He's a centrist. I told you, man. Oh, my God. Come on. Well, as far as fascists go, very moderate. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. It's, like, it's not like he was telling us to double mask or anything, right? Mask. Double mask, and then you were at the forefront of shutting down the society, trying to force us with these vax mandates. You were the face behind it all. Yeah, there's nothing extreme or political about my opinions on Tony Fauci. This creature, this monster, is the face, in my mind and many other people's, He's the face of the pandemic. He's the reason the pandemic happened. He's responsible for the funding of whatever the hell they're doing in the Wuhan lab or in Fort Detrick. Uh, he's the face of the vaccine. He's the face of the lockdowns. He's the face of the masks and the double masks. That's Tony true. Fauci is the face of the pandemic, the shutdowns, the 2020 lockdowns. That is Tony Fauci signed by thank you. And the reason why I've always said that is because it goes down to one moment and one moment only when this jackass was out there throwing out the first pitch at that baseball game and he was sitting in the stands with his mask around his chin enjoying his hot dog, the only American in, in the world, the only person in the world enjoying a baseball game. I'll never forget that moment. Yeah. Well, did you see the slip-up of like the response 
that China had to like that documentary or whatever about like the virus coming out of the lab. I did not see this actually. It was like this weird thing where they were saying, uh, so this whole, I even told you, mom told me about the documentary or the investigative journalism where they went into the lab and they found out that this probably came from the Wuhan lab. Oh, yeah. It was all over like, you know. Did they have um, John Stewart come out of a desk and make a bunch <laughs> of jokes about it so it was okay for people to understand? No, no but Sean Penn narrated it. I'm really <laughs> happy. Guy's been desperate. Guy's been desperate. And then I smelt my Oscar into a bullet. <laughs> all right, yeah. Into a syringe. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know this documentary existed. Yeah. So apparently, the whole thing they uncovered, like this whole thing, like they tried to put it off on the lab as being like totally unsafe. So they they talk about how there's different levels of safety measures and everything. So like if you go into like a level three room, you have to go into like that that room that sprays you, and then it's oh like yeah, a, and then it's like a negative air, right? You gotta wear the suit, you know. But there's different levels, and then you have a level where like you walk in, you're clean, you sterilize your hands, but you're pretty much wearing like a lab coat and a mask, right? All right. And uh, the whole thing that they talk about in the in this documentary, I guess, is how they were working on this COVID virus in this lab that wasn't equipped, it wasn't like a level three or whatever, you know? Right. So it didn't have all the safety measures. And then their response to that was, COVID was never considered a deadly virus. Right on the money. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I think we could all agree with that statement, right? So it's like a whole big, like, are they, you know, who's right here? I mean, was it really, a, you know what I mean? It really wasn't a virus that required the negative air pressure put in the suit, you know what I mean? Because you're not dealing with Ebola. Right. So. Well, it, it is seeming more likely now that <clears throat> it wasn't COVID that killed people. It was the reaction to COVID that killed people. It was the treatment. Dude, the people they put on those ventilators, they killed them. Yeah, they killed those people. There was a reason. No, like, no, nobody remembers. Remember remember the devil, Elon Musk, even, like, came up with, like, this patent or whatever for, like, cheap ventilators? He was, like, going to make ventilators? There was yeah, that whole big thing about maybe, we need yeah. ventilators. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it just stopped. You never heard about a ventilator again? Because it was actually killing people. Emma and I talked about it all the time, how, you know, when once you're on the ventilator, that's a death sentence essentially all on its own. Yeah, that's it. Actually, that was the ventilator thing was the one thing they got, like, Dr. Drew to turn on Fauci. Fauci yeah, well, Dr. Drew famously worked alongside and with Fauci during the AIDS pandemic i guess or ep i don't know what you call aids oh, and dude, come on man it, how could you not come i mean how could you not in your mind be like okay aids azt that is covid the vaccine yeah exactly like and it's how is it you know dr drew's a smart guy how did he not figure out like hey you know two of these world changing diseases are directly linked to the same guy I've seen this playbook. <laughs> <laughs> it's really wild, man. Yeah. Tony Fauci, pure evil. 
Uh, again, I, I, I started the show because of the guy. I, I really can't say it enough, and I'll say it as many times as I can, as many days as I can. Tony Fauci, the single most evil human being to ever walk this earth. I swear on it. I know it. I do believe one day in the future they will look back and it will be Genghis Khan, Tony Fauci. <laughs> most, <laughs> most deaths. Most killed, yes, man. This guy in, is... in a thousand years, they're going to be like, you know what? You can see the carbon footprint almost disappear from humans. <laughs> it's almost like 80% of them took a vaccine. And this is why we say this. For the last several years now, let's say the last three years, conspiracy theorists... The tinfoil hat nut jobs, the Alex Jones is out there, have been right about everything. And that should frighten you. Because that means oh, this is scariest part. 5.8 billion people took this vaccine. They should be scared that the conspiracy theorists have been right about everything. And if they are right about everything, it means you just took yourself a little death sentence there in the jet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Th- that's what that means. I don't know if I agree with you on like the three, five year thing or whatever. I, I definitely think you took years off your life. It's a genetic yeah. based uh, situation. I'm sure there's various forms of deterioration. Some people get the Bob Saget treatment and uh, they get the blunt force head injury from the stroke in the hotel room, you know, or they get the little heart attack action like DMX, right? Right away. Or yeah. stuff kind of festers in you and mixes with your system. There could be other crazy, nefarious reasons for why they put this mRNA technology, which they constantly called it, technology, inside of you. Plus, you couple it with the 5G tech. Mike, I got the tinfoil hat on. I'm going there, baby. 5G, Uh mRNA vax, dude. Oh, man, they're they're just uh, transhumanism. (laughs) (laughs) It's all linked to the chemtrails. I'm telling you right now. It's because of the chemtrails, man. Uh, so either way, um, and by the way, uh, I've been following chemtrailing going on in the country with a uh, website, uh, I think it's windy.com. You can do real time satellite imagery and you can literally see the chemtrails formulating in real time. And they look compared to the clouds, the chemtrails look like scratch marks across the country. Wouldn't it be funny if all the pilots were Jewish and it turned out the Jews were controlling the weather? Uh, you know, uh, I, and that's the last show. Thanks for listening, folks. We appreciate the support. <laughs> It'd be great if one of our houses just got struck with lightning right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're due to lose some internet connectivity, no doubt. Well, let's finish this Fauci before we run out of time. Uh, 20 seconds left, and he's just going to gloat a little, if you will, on his, you know, his nomination for the sexiest man alive. And you have the extremes of, of just over-the-top adulation, and then you have extremes of over-the-top hate, where people actually want to kill me. So becoming a sex symbol in your late 70s. That is not something that I, I, <laughs> I aspire to. <laughs> that's not one of my aspirations. All right. God, oh, so... A sex symbol. Let us... Sex symbol. Let's never forget... Brad Pitt playing Tony Fauci on SNL. They idolized this man like he was their god. Yeah. Wow. Brad Pitt, 70-year-old man. <laughs> we had songs on <coughs> that went viral. 
People made t-shirts, coffee mugs, pillows. This guy was literally, <coughs> he became a god. That's the only way I can describe it. And I, I. No, it, that's what I mean. He was the most extreme. You declared you were the voice of science. You declared you <laughs> had say, the answer. You're I psycho. Mean, you, you don't get more extreme than declaring you have the answers of science. I believe he said he was the science. When you talk about me, you're talking about the science. <laughs> <laughs> I am the science. I am the science. Yes. I think that was the quote, wasn't it? I am the science. Yeah, I don't remember. I think Let's we just kind of ran with it. but Well, yeah, Fauci. Tony Fauci has become a caricature of himself. He, he does ham it up. At various points with that Brooklyn accent, you know, <laughs> he was definitely hamming it up there. But then wait, wait till he gets behind the microphone over in these Senate hearings with Rand Paul. He he's gonna drop that Brooklyn accent. I'm telling you right you now. You think so? You think he's gonna go legit? I think he did last time he was there. He remember he got all red faced and oh, uh, pre- he, what happens is he gets flustered because he's dealing with people who are. On his level of intelligence, you know? So, like, he... I mean, Rand Paul's a doctor, right? Yeah, so that's the problem. You have a, doctor, a real doctor. You have a doctor who's a senator, and he's grilling <laughs> you on some well, questions, uh, you know? Like, to be fair, to be fair, Rand Paul's a doctor who just doesn't kill his patients. <laughs> he doesn't torture beagles. There's a slight <laughs> difference. <laughs> How did people idolize Fauci and simultaneously know he held programs that killed orphans and he tortured beagles. Whoa, 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 whoa. Didn't kill orphans. Tested on orphans. We talked about it and I have it in the book. Some of them died. (laughs) I have it in Kennedy's book about Tony Fauci where he describes in detail where they're dragging these bodies or they have these this well of bodies of children that they've just uh, been experimenting on. Like Tony Fauci is a despicable, disgusting creature. He's a demon. Yeah, but it, when you do it in the name of science. In the name yeah. of science. And and when you're doing things in the name of science, and Tony Fauci is the science, right? You just got to follow the the word of Fauci. Yeah. Well, I mean, his whole thing falls apart because it's like, we have to study these viruses According to him, you have to study stuff like the coronavirus to save us from stuff like the coronavirus. Yeah, but when it <laughs> you were studying it, you caused the leak, and then it, according to you, killed it killed millions of people, and you couldn't stop it. Uh, so what happened to that respiratory thing that our news was losing their minds over? Uh, over in China, yeah, no, the China one. Remember, there was this. Uh, China oh, respiratory yeah. thing that was sweeping the country and they were going to like go back into lockdown or something. The white lung. The white lung! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till that's racist. That'll be awesome. <laughs> oh, why do you think they called it white? What could be more evil? Oh, good call. Yeah. The white supremacist lung. That's what they really should have named. Well, it's a white lung, so you know it only really affects communities of color. <laughs> that's right. It's oppressing them. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Oh, man. Well, that's all I got on the Fauci. Uh, it's nice that he's back. Uh, wonderful. I love doing the impressions. It's always fun. And Well, you know who else is back? Speaking of uh, Fauci and vaccines. Do you have a clip on the uh, army trying to bring back? I do. Yeah, I thought you would like that. We had it from the last show. Uh, It's a bit of a carryover. Um, Yeah, so the Biden administration is kind of um, calling back anyone who maybe was against taking the mRNA vaccine, gene therapy, and they're saying, hey, come on back to the uh, military because... Uh, our whole woke military movement uh, didn't work out so well. <laughs> and uh, No, no, it's more like, please come back, because everybody that's here is vaccinated, and we've had a 950% increase in heart problems with those people. Yeah, that's right <laughs> on the money, actually. Uh, and, we we exact... need unvaccinated people to fight these wars. Yep, yeah, and, and it's looking more likely that we're going to get into a war here at any moment, so we need the unvaxxed back on. I'm, I'm not kidding. Could you imagine if... I, I can see a point where we get a draft and they only draft unvaccinated people. I was just thinking, I think you're going to see bonuses for unvaxxed. Wow, like in the military? Yeah, because now there's this whole idea of if like if I was against the vax, I I just I wouldn't even think about joining. Like I think about it all the time with the union. I joined the union, but they they mandated all the people get vaccinated. And I always and I keep in my back of my head, it's like I know if this happens again, I'm yeah. out of the union. Exactly. So I'm not going to join the army because it's going to happen again. And when it happens again, I'm stuck in the army. And that's, that's not quitting the union, quitting your job. That's like you could be facing like military tribunals. and you know Yeah, what I mean? absolutely. Like, that's a great call. I, I think there's going to be a, more hesitancy now than ever to join the military because uh, they're going to force you to take whatever Joe Biden institutes in the future. And why would you join? You know what I mean? So it's, I think that's why you're going to see, like, if you're unvaccinated, you're, listen, we're never going to do it again. And we'll give you $9,000. <laughs> that's what they gave me. You'd have to have some sort of contractual agreement that I can leave honorably discharged, uh, you know, if you try to enforce these vaccines again. It, you know, they're, we're trotting yeah. around Fauci. The, the election's around the corner. We must have another virus coming around, right? Oh, for sure. But that's also one thing they don't talk about. There was the whole reversal where they're like, all right, so the mandate turned out to be illegal. So if you were uh, dishonorably discharged, you can petition to have it changed. That's not an easy task. I know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes, that's a lot of bureaucratic red tape you gotta go through so much paperwork (laughs) you know you gotta get the and then this one wasn't signed by the right person and you gotta go all the way back you know all right so uh shall we dive in and hear what uh is going on with the biden administration trying to bring back the anti-vaxxers that were uh formerly in the military yeah for sure check it out One of them is requiring the Department of Defense to reinstate thousands of military servicemen and women removed for refusing to get the COVID-19 vaccine. That's according to a draft 
of that defense bill that came out earlier this week. Stephanie Haynes is joining us live to explain. Stephanie, certainly we've spoken about the recruiting shortage. We need more soldiers, but do these former soldiers want to return to the force? I guess that's the question. Yeah, well, that's the question. And according to the bill, if these service members who were discharged for refusing the COVID-19 Is this Seth Meyer? <laughs> yeah, how'd you know? He's, he's <laughs> pulling double exactly like <laughs> It's Bidenomics, folks. It's a tough economy out there. Seth is pulling double duty with the news group. He's <laughs> doing some on the street. Same pitch. <laughs> You're right, dude. That was almost the same register. It's incredible. <laughs> requesting to come back. The DOD may have to at least consider reinstating them. And these service members had to have put in some request for an exemption, whether that be medical, religious, or administrative. And also in the bill, there's a provision that would require the DOD to conduct some sort of study that would figure out any of the potential health impacts of the service members who did get the COVID-19 vaccine. This idea of no. bringing back the troops who <laughs> refused the COVID wow. shots has been a big sticking point for House Republicans. Last year's defense bill made the Pentagon cancel the COVID shot mandate and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin noting at the time that more than 2 million service members, that's about 96% of the force, was fully vaccinated. The news organization Axios reports more than 7,000 troops left the armed services because of this mandate wow. and several service members sued that's basically like guam right don't we have that many troops at guam <laughs> that's crazy dude i think you're underestimating the size of bases wait no maybe we have <laughs> oh, guam's twenty two thousand. actually now that i think about it yeah. no no when we, yeah no, we i looked at a map recently yeah yeah all right for this, we reached out to some of them and their attorneys for comment and the people who were available or the people who did respond rather were not available. We also reached you know, out to you know, the Pentagon. Stop right there though. I gotta say 7,000. That's a lot. That is, no, that's nothing. That's nothing? 7,000? Seems like a lot of people. I don't out know. Of like a, dude, there's a couple million. In the army. So, oh, if we're talking just army. 7,000, dude, you're... you're I mean, it's got to be. A, are we talking army with the National Guard and Reserve? I, I mean, we're talking I, like a million people. I don't know. I think we're just talking army. I think even regular army, dude. That's a nothing percentage. I probably one percent of right. the army. And my my whole thing is, I fucking salute you, seven thousand people. We have talked about it here, and we've laughed about the fact that we had every expert. Every scientist, every doctor, every news anchor. Science! <laughs> we had our parents. We had our grand. We had everybody telling us, if you don't get this, you're going to die. That's right, man. <laughs> we just laughed and said, no, I'll take my chances. These guys not only did that, they said, if you don't take this, not only are you going to die, but if you live, you will be a dishonorably, dishonorably discharged loser who won't be able to get a job for the rest of their life. And they still didn't take it. Yeah, man. So hats off to you people, because that, that is true bravery. You know what I mean? Standing up in the face of no consequences is nothing. We can, you know what I mean? Hey, keeping with the theme of uh, this episode here, you know, we went through a wild time over the last three years, but especially 2000 through uh, 2022 there with the vaccine mandates, and we blame the Fauci's of the world, and we have to, at the same time, kind of celebrate 
the people who stood up to the peer pressure and the pressure from the institutions, fellas like ourselves and anybody in the armed services who uh, just took the dive and decided, you know what, I have to get out of here and stand up for my own morals. And, uh, hey, it's a weird one to say, but my body, my choice, right? Yeah, I guarantee you every single one of these guys, they were probably dragged into, like, Probably first the company commander's office, and then when they still refused, you probably got like a week, and you were dragged into like, but I guarantee they went to like battalion, probably even like <laughs> brigade level, you know what I mean? Or ah, maybe um, even division level, like you'd have some serious, like you're probably in front of like sergeant majors and, and colonels, and they're yelling, at, they're telling you, you need to take it, you know? Yeah, it's a frightening uh, experience, and that explains why, what, 93%, right? Is that what they said? 97%. Uh, 97%. So, you know, I mean, that that also oh, shows that you... answers it right there. Yeah, so I said 1%. It's 3%. Yeah, 97%. We're math magicians over here at the Dude Man Podcast. Cert- certified morons. Oh, no, no, because it's 3% didn't take it, but some of them did get their exemptions. So, yeah, so... probably about 1% left. Well, our culture is all about the science these days, uh, which is why we celebrate deities like Tony Fauci. Um, and, and now, you know, the booster shots, getting that old boost, uh, not as popular. I think less than 16%. Is that uh, the number out there? 15% uh, got the boosters? Uh, which booster? Yeah, exactly. So uh, nobody's getting the booster shots, but they're getting the other shots. The uh, fat shots, the fat, the weight loss shots that you and I have been obsessing over. Ozempic, Wagovi, Mongerno, all the other ones that they got out there. Uh, huge hits amongst the celebrities like Amy Schumer. She loves to just zombify and, <laughs> you know, waste away while her kids play. Um I was shocked to see this. Oprah now has jumped onto the bandwagon of Ozempic. It makes sense because we did the clip on Weight Watchers transitioning now to promoting weight watching involving the Ozempic or Wagovi. Uh, so Oprah... She's the fa- she was the face. Yeah. She still is. That's why it makes sense. But we yeah. remember we did a clip on Oprah about two months ago where she, or maybe longer, where she publicly said, oh, I think you need to lose weight naturally. Remember that clip where she, she kind of said you, you shouldn't cop out and take the drug? Well, Oprah has decided to change her mind, and she's now a huge fan of melting away. This morning, Oprah looking fit and fabulous on the cover of People and sharing a head-turning revelation. The superstar admitting she uses a weight loss medication as part of her health routine, telling people, I now use it as I feel I need it, as a tool to manage not yo-yoing. Oprah talked to us about her journey that has really spanned decades and how she has been blamed and shamed about her weight. Oprah saying the fact there's a medically approved prescription for managing weight and staying healthier in my lifetime feels like relief, like redemption, like a gift. I'm absolutely done with shaming from other people and particularly myself. While not naming the specific drug she takes, Oprah opening up about the pain she's endured in her weight loss struggles. It was public sports. Her name is Oprah. Her brand is O. (laughs) You 
don't think she's gonna go with Ozempic. <laughs> I titled it Oprah Ozempic. It's right there. I mean, come on. Oprempic or something. Ozempa? <laughs> Ozempa. It's right there. Ozempa. Uh, come on, people. Another one. <laughs> I mean, we're giving this shit away for free here. Oh my god, man. Oprah, this is well, you just have to find out what Weight Watchers did. You know they're going to do this is all just a promo piece and it's going to be Weight Watchers with Oprah with Wigovi or Ozempic. I imagine Ozempic, but I, uh... I could see Wigovi with the O. <laughs> right? I don't know. I just call 20... it wow. <laughs> Watch Oprah on Wigovi. Everybody's melting away. The the consequences of these shots may end up being far worse than the consequences of the mRNA vaccines. More people might end up taking this shit. Oh, maybe this is the catalyst. Like yes, they gave it you the vaccine, and this is the catalyst that really. You know what? If we had to go through a pandemic and whatever this Ozempic thing is going to be just to lose Oprah, I'm all in. All right, I love it. Well, I was reading in Axios uh, today how they've crunched the numbers three years out, and America got more out of shape and are less healthy from 2019 to now. And they, (laughs) (laughs) So everyone's fat as shit. We're obese through the wazoo and uh, 77% obese over there in West Virginia. So, you know, we need Oprah to hit the scene with the Weight Watchers selling the Ozempic and the Wigovi. Everyone's going to melt away their insides and get the intestinal paralysis that we all love so you don't consume anything, right? Because that's what they want. Uh, They don't want the useless eaters. So no longer will you be eating. You'll just be useless. I know. Did you read the article where she's like, she said she uh, she knew Thanksgiving was coming up, so she got out of prescription. And a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving, she started taking it. No. Oh my god, man! That's- <laughs> it's like, dude, this is not. Like, wasn't that like the basic lesson you learned as a child? Was like anything too good to be true, is not true, right? Yes, absolutely. And this drug freaks me out only because the people who take it, who have taken it, like Sharon Osbourne and Amy Schumer and Oprah, like they don't actually look healthy. They look thin, but they don't look healthy. And there's the way they talk about it, like it's a miracle. I don't believe in miracles. Well, I do believe miracles happen. They're not brought to you by Pfizer. Am I wrong? I'm sorry. You are right on the money, man. That is fantastic. You, you get miracles from God, not Pfizer or Tony Fauci. That's just not how it works. Absolutely. And you're right. They are painting it or selling it as this miracle drug. But again, take a look at the people taking it or those who have taken it over the last few years. Listen to some of their stories. The paralysis of the intestines, the zombification of your brain. I mean, we've yet to see the long-term consequences, right? Do we know anybody who's been on Ozempic for, you know, 40 years? No. (laughs) What do they look like, man? That's all I can think of. I was trying to think about it was, nobody remembers this. The the, the, the thalidomide, I 
can't even say it, but in mind, it was this anti-nausea drug that was a miracle cure for pregnant women. Yes. got rid of nausea. Yes, man. And what happened? It resulted in severe birth defects. Thousands of children were born fucked up because these, it was the miracle cure. It was, it was the kids with like the melted hands and all that stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a huge thing. And uh, you're right. Oh, yeah. You'd like grow up fine, but your right arm was still a baby arm. Yeah. But, but Mike, <laughs> you got to believe in the science, right? Come on, man. Where's Tony Fauci at? He believes in the science. It's, what's, you know? There's no miracle, people. There's no miracle. Workout, exercise. You know, it's crazy to think that even Oprah and the Weight Watchers, they're all in on this drug that you and I have been talking about for over a year now and warning everybody, do not take this shot, man. (laughs) All shots. Any shot that everybody's promoting on the news, don't take it. Just you're better off not taking whatever they're offering you. You know, if, if Good Morning America is telling you to take this shot, don't take it. 